And he was transfigured before them. While Peter was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them and a voice said, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. They fell to the ground, overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. This is one of those Sundays when a preacher wants to just let the gospel speak for itself. The transfiguration is one of those mysterious occurrences that really defies explanation. And so a wise preacher won't even try. However, I love it when you guys get me. (laughs) There are some important details in the story that I think bear our attention. Jesus and the boys, Peter, James, and John, are on the mountain. When Moses and Elijah appear, our hero, Peter, does his usual freak out. Oh, oh, this is great. Let's build some booths. We can hang with the patriarch and the prophet and stay here forever, just us. He's so pretentious, isn't he? And we love him so. He is rattling on so much about what they need to do that God himself finally has to shut him up. While Peter is still speaking, God says, This is my son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Shut up, Peter. And at this moment, Jesus is revealed as his most holy most divine self. His transfiguration is so overwhelming that the disciples fall to the ground in fear. But in this moment, in which all Jesus' glory is on display, Jesus does a most human thing. He goes to the men, prostrate on the ground, and he touches them, physically, assuring them not to be afraid. In nearly every encounter in the Bible with an angel of the Lord, or God himself, or Jesus, Humankind has been comforted with those words, do not be afraid. When I was teaching, many times kids would get upset over something. It might be something that happened at home. It might be something that happened during the school day. On some occasions, a child would act wildly, crying, lashing out, frantic. 
in those instances, the thing that often worked best to calm them down just a little was for one of the teachers to gently get their hands on the child, to take them by the shoulders and just say, listen to me. Or get the child's face in their hands and say, it's all right, don't be afraid, I'm here with you. Pablo Neruda, Nobel Prize winning Chilean poet, wrote about this need for silence and stillness in his poem, and now we will count to 12. He writes, if we were not so single-minded about keeping our lives moving and for once could do nothing, perhaps a huge silence might interrupt this sadness of never understanding ourselves and of threatening ourselves with death. As Jesus made his way to the cross, he encountered cheering crowds that turned quickly into jeering crowds. He faced a trial and brutality and betrayal. When things seemed darkest, Jesus took the same three who had been with him at the transfiguration, Peter, James, and John, into the garden of Gethsemane to be with him while he prayed. He said to them, I am deeply grieved, even to death. Remain here and stay awake with me. He didn't frantically blurt out a laundry list of injustices he had suffered. He didn't shake his fist at God in anger. He didn't turn from God in defiance. He stilled himself to listen for God's voice. This week, Lent begins on Wednesday. For most people, the decision is whether or not to give up something, chocolate, alcohol, swearing, or to take something on, a new prayer discipline, maybe volunteering or eating healthy. And we work ourselves up trying desperately to do Lent right. And invariably, these promises often end up like New Year's resolutions. Lost, forgotten, given up. And then we make ourselves feel bad for failing to keep our promise. So I'm going to make Lent easy for you this year. I encourage you to take on listening as a Lenten discipline. Start with listening, really listening to one another, especially some of those people you might have a really hard time listening to. In his book, Life Together, Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote, He who can no longer listen to his brother will soon no longer be listening to God either. He will be doing nothing but prattle in the presence of God too. 
kind of like Peter. Anyone who thinks that his time is too valuable to spend keeping quiet will eventually have no time for God or his brother, but only for himself and his own follies. As we move into Lent, let us be intentional about stilling ourselves and listening for God's voice. Imagine Jesus, the beloved, gently taking us by the shoulders and speaking softly. Do not be afraid, for I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen.